getting a bigger house is the best thing you can do. I'm Jared Dillian, and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast, where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money, because there was a lot of that going around. So let's say something good happened. You came across a bunch of money. You made a lot of money, and you're feeling pretty rich. So you have all this money. What are you going to do with that money? Should you buy a car? Should you buy a watch? Should you spend it on clothes? The answer is no to all three of those things. What you should do with your money is that you should buy a bigger house. And you're like, come on, Dillian, this is a personal finance podcast. You tell people not to buy too big of a house. You tell people it's the three big things. And yeah, all that's true. Hear me out. Reason number one. Buying a bigger house will have an immediate impact on your quality of life, okay? So the first place I bought was a condo townhouse, and it was 1,200 square feet. And then I moved into an apartment, which was 1,200 square feet. And then I moved into a small house, which was 1,600 square feet. And then I went to a 2,600 square foot house. And now I'm in a 4,000 square foot house. And we're building a house. And the next house is going to be 9,800 square feet, okay? I don't know if we'll get any bigger than that. Probably not, okay? (laughs) Having a big house is awesome. It's great. I love having the extra space. I just like having lots of space. It's nice. It makes me feel rich. I love my current house, the 4,000 square foot house. I love that house. I mean, 4,000 square feet, it's pretty big. It's awesome, And my next house is going to be incredible. Now, you have these super rich people like the A-Rods of the world that buy these 20,000 square foot houses. You probably asked yourself, why do do they do that? Why do people buy 20,000 square foot houses? And the answer is because it's awesome. It's amazing. (laughs) I would love to live in a 20,000 square foot house. You have all these rooms and you have no idea what you're going to use these rooms for. You have like the drinking room and the wrestling room and it's like, it's awesome. You know, that's why people do it. So me being the personal finance guy, why would I tell you to go buy a palace of a house? Okay. Well, from a practical standpoint, it is a way to build wealth. It absolutely is. You know, unlike buying a car, which is going to depreciate or a watch or clothes, it's, it's a, a house is most of the time a good investment. You will pay down that mortgage over time and build equity in the house. And after a while, you'll have the house paid off and then you'll have this asset that is worth $700,000, which you can sell and buy other stuff or buy another house. Like it's a good deal. You know, I, the one thing is, the one thing I will say There's people who are good with money and there are people who are bad with money. And the people who are bad with money, I often encourage them to buy a house because they have no ability to save. They can't put money in the bank. They can't put money in mutual funds. They can't put money in ETFs. If they have money, they spend it. So really the best thing for them to do is to get them a house with a mortgage. They pay down the mortgage over time. They build equity over time. And it's a forced savings program. Buying a house is a really, really good thing to do for somebody who sucks with money. 
serious, you know? So the car is going to depreciate the clothes. You'll get fat. You know, I get fat now, grow my clothes. A watch, I suppose, could be a good investment, but watches depreciate over time. You know, you could do renovations on your house, but unless you're adding square feet, it doesn't add much value to the house. A lot of people do this. They're like, well, we're going to remodel the kitchen. We're going to put like 25 grand in the kitchen. And they say, well, well, we'll be able to get 25 grand more when we sell the house. And the answer to that most of the time is no. Like you're going to get zero for that when you sell the house. Really, like it doesn't make a difference. The only types of renovations that make a difference in the sale price of the house are where you add square feet because it all comes down to price per square foot. A little bit matters of like how nice it is, but it doesn't really matter. You know, so if you're going to do renovations, you're going to be remodeling kitchens or bathrooms or whatever. Most of the time, it's money down the drain. It's for you. It's for you because you like to live in a nice place. And that's fine. It's fine. So getting a bigger house is going to make you happy. And it's also going to be a good investment. I know a couple of people who have been living in the same small house for 20 years, even though they have the ability to trade up. I don't know about you, but I can't live in the same place for that long. I've moved a bunch of times. I've owned five houses. I'm building number six. I move like every five to seven years. Every five to seven years, I need to like blow up my life and start over. You know, like that's just my thing. So why else do you want to get a bigger house? Well, I was talking to my pal Dave about this. And you know Dave from the radio show days. He used to come on with me on Friday nights. Um... By the way, he's coming back to the podcast in a few weeks. We're going to get Dave on the podcast, and it's going to be awesome. It's just going to be like old times, and uh, it's going to be great. Anyway, Dave had some money, and he was thought about getting a new house. He was going to get one in Merle's Inlet, which is a nicer neighborhood. And he says, ah, those, those houses are too expensive. I can't afford those houses. When in reality, he actually can afford the house. Like, it's fine you know, but he didn't want to move there. So ultimately what he decided to do was to build an addition on his current house. I'm like, what the fuck? Sell your house. You made a lot of money on that house. Sell your house, get out of that neighborhood, move into a nice neighborhood with better people. You see, because the neighborhood he's currently in kind of sucks. It's kind of a dump. People steal stuff out of his garage all the time. I'm like, you have, you're living with a bunch of thieves, like get out of that neighborhood, go someplace nicer. You're going to build this addition on your house. I mean, yes, it's going to add square feet, but Christ, you know? So I, I literally like the reason to move out of this house is to move to a nicer neighborhood where there's just a better class of people and class it up, step up your game, you know? And some people would call this social climbing. But guess what? Social climbing is a good thing. And by the way, you get a bigger house. It gives you something to work towards. You know, it puts a little pressure on you. And that's a good thing because you don't want to get comfortable in life. So I said, you're nuts for building an addition on your house. So, and that house is, I mean, it's, it's okay. But you know what they say, you can polish a turd, but you can't make it shine. I know lots of people who have traded up their house and they are happy. I know also, I also know people who went the other direction and they sucked equity out of their house to pay for dumb stuff and they're not happy. So I'm in the happy business. I can tell you what will make you happy or not happy. 
Building equity in a house makes you happy. Sucking equity out of your house makes you unhappy, makes you sad. So this is going to sound sexist, but it's really not. It's just my experience. You know, in my experience, women like bigger houses. They really do. They like new houses in general, but they love to make a house a home. So if you've ever gone house shopping with your wife, immediately what they start doing is, is, well, we put the dining room table over here. We put the dressers over here. We put the bed over here. And this is where the kids are going to play. And this is, you know, they, they got it all figured out like immediately like this, you know, this is going to be your home. And when I go house shopping, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about that at all. Like what I'm thinking about is how the fuck am I going to pay for this thing? So <laughs> I'm doing the math and my wife is like figuring out like where all the furniture is going to go, you know? So <laughs> this goes without saying, but even though I am telling you that buying a bigger house is the best thing you can do with your money, don't buy too much house and tomahawk yourself. Now, remember, the rule is housing cannot be more than 25% of your income, which can be hard to achieve in an expensive state like California. It's almost impossible. In a place like South Carolina, it's very doable. You know, and even, you know, my new house, which I'm building, it's going to be it's going to be less than 20% of my income, which it's totally doable, but it still like freaks me out. So. Now, the one thing you need to know about buying a bigger house is that you're going to have to fill it up with crap. So more furniture and more crap. So you're going to be spending money in a bigger house. You're also going to be spending more money on crap. So furniture, you know, I've never spent a lot on furniture. We didn't spend anything on furniture until 2010, like nothing. I had hand-me-down furniture from my mom out of college, and we held on to it, and we've had it for all these years. So in 2010, we moved to the 2,600 square foot house and we had more room. So we got more furniture. We got some stuff from Crate and Barrel. We got a big couch. We got like a dresser. We got a bed. We got some other stuff. And it's good stuff. I mean, it's it's kind of middle brow, maybe upper middle brow, but it's good and it's durable. It's actually it's lasted pretty long, you know. See, I have a tough time spending money on furniture It's because it's going to go out of style in 10 years. And the couch, I've had the couch for 12 years and, you know, I've, that couch has seen a lot, seen a lot. I spent a few days on that couch with a stomach virus, so it has been desecrated. One last thing, which doesn't really pertain to anything, or maybe it does. When you are moving, you have two options. You can move yourself or you can hire movers. And if by the time you get to like age 35, 38, you should be hiring movers because like asking your friends to move your ship, it's a big imposition and it's also like slightly dangerous. People get hurt and stuff like that. And old people aren't meant to move stuff, you know. So if you get to like age 35, 38, you should be hiring movers. Okay. So my last move, I did a combination of the two. So we we moved a bunch of stuff ourselves and we hired movers. We did both. Okay, We moved all the easy stuff and we let the movers get the big furniture. Now, I, I think being a mover is the toughest job in the world. You know, if you've ever moved your own shit, you know that you are sore for a week. So you want to leave that for the 20 year olds. If you are getting movers, make sure you are the biggest tipper in the world because this job sucks. At a minimum, $50 before, as soon as they show up, you give them $50 each per person, and then 50 bucks afterwards, maybe more. And 
For lunch, you order pizza and Gatorade. Pizza and Gatorade. You are trusting these guys with your stuff. And movers have to deal with all kinds of bullshit. So go ahead, ask them to tell you some stories. Like, they have stories. Now, I had a buddy in San Francisco. He hired some movers, and his wife goes up to the movers, and she asked them, she said, what is the worst thing that you ever moved? And he said, the, the mover said, well, <laughs> uh, I once had to move something for the Bijou Theater. Now, the Bijou, the Bijou Theater was a gay club in downtown San Francisco. And on the sign out front, it used to say things like, big hairy chess, all you can eat. So they he went to the Bijou Theater and the owner took them in the basement and the basement was a mattress. And the Bijou Theater wanted to get rid of the mattress. So there were two movers and they were going to pay these guys 50 bucks each to move the mattress. And one of the guys was like, screw that. I'm not touching the mattress. The other guy said, well, I'm having his 50 bucks. So he got 100 bucks to pick up the mattress and move it out onto the street. That one should have been on Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.